Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Tzadik, Tess, and Erevin. Again, we learned for a four Shlema for Tova, Miriam, Basdvora, Mindel. From the top of the page, the two dots. So we said in the Mishnah that a person should not um, take, a person could stand in Rosh Hashanah and move things around in Rosh Hashanah as long as he doesn't move it more than four Dalet Amas. Says Gemara HaHotzi, if he would move it more than Dalet Amas, he's Chayav Achatos. Even though he's standing in Meshus HaYochid and Lachora, when he moves something four Amos away, he's apparently picking it up and carrying it higher than ten Tfachim in the Meshus HaRabim, which is really a Makom Ptur, and Lachora, and we're saying it's Mashmah, that he's Chayev. He said he shouldn't do that. Make sure he doesn't carry a Dalet Amos. Says the Gemara HaHotzi, if he would take a Dalet Amos, he's Chayev Chatos, like Messiah of the Rav. Is this a proof to Rav's sheet that we mentioned yesterday also? If you carry something, four amas in Rishus Arab, and you carried it above your head, meaning above ten tfachim in Rishus Arab, you're still chayiv, even though you carried it via makom b'tur. But since the akira and Anocha were both done in Rishus Arab, and was a distance, and, you, and it did traverse a, a distance of four uh, four uh, four uh, dalar amas, you're chayiv achatos. So lachora. Is this a proof to Rabbi says Gemara? No, who says that you're Chayav Achatas? The Mishnah says don't carry it Dalad Amos. You can carry, you can move something if you can stand in Rosh Hashanah and move something around Rosh Hashanah and just make sure you don't go Dalams. But if you did do Dalams, didn't say you're Chayav Achatas, didn't say you're Chayav Midaraisa. He says it says the Gemara, Miktani Emotzi Chayav Achatas, still Miktani Potter. Avalosser, of course, you shouldn't do it. Potter Avalosser doesn't say you're Chayav Achatas. Some say the other way. You can Amri Hahotzi Potter Avalosser. Says you shouldn't do it. Okay, if you did it, not so bad. Potter of right? So if that's the case, it's a kasha on Rava. Uh, so some say because Rava says even though you picked it up and you and you traversed it more than Daladamas for Shusarabim, but you carried it over ten tfachim high, which means you went through a makam tour, he still says you're chayev. And it's mashma over here, it's potter velosa. So the Gemara says again, mitani hotzi potter. The mission just says, don't do it. Don't make sure that you don't take it four amas. But if you did do it, it's not clear whether you be chayav chatos or it's potter velosa. Mitani hotzi potter velosa. Dilmim hotzi chayav chatos. So you can't prove to Rava one way or another. Then the mission says, lo yamadam mishusayochid. You shouldn't stand in mishusayochid and urinate into mishusarabim or vice versa. And also, you shouldn't spit. Rabbi Yudah says. Even if the spit is already uh, detached in your mouth, meaning you like you're you've got it, you know, hanging around in your mouth, uh, you shouldn't carry dalad amos because once it's hanging around your mouth, it's like you're carrying it. You should get rid of it immediately. If you did urinate or spit and you carried it dalad amos, right? You, in other words, if you did or or you did rather from shusharam to shusiyachar or vice versa. But there's no akir and anocha. In other words, if it's coming out of your body and it's your body is not a makom dalit al dalit veleka, the answer is machshavaso meshavele makom. Just having your machshava, meaning your chashivas, that you need to do this. This is important to you to relieve yourself either of the spit of the urine. Uh, that chashivas, you're giving it an importance makes it like a makam Dalet Amas. In other words, the concept of Dalet Amas, which is a, uh, also a, a concept of a, of a, you have to have a chashivas from makam to makam. It's got to be a solid place of Dalet Dalet, not necessarily 
Uh, I'm not sure that that's halach l'mosh misinai, the dalar al-dalar. That's simply the Chacham said, it's got to be from a proper place. So normally a proper place is defined as dalar al-dalar, meaning four by four tfachim, not dalar amos, four by four tfachim. But if you, uh, if you give it a chashivas, uh, because to you it's important, that also makes it like a malkam. Dilotei if you don't say that haram rabba zark menach b'fi kelebo b'fi kifshan chayav chatas, if you throw something, you throw it into a dog's mouth, you take a ball, let's say, in your shusarab, and you throw it, and you want the dog to catch it or at the opening of a furnace, just like the spout of a furnace, which is also less than dal. There's no hanacha there on a chashuba place. The fact that you want your dog to catch it or you want to throw it into the furnace and you want it for that, that gives a chashiva. A strange, but, you know, if you see the Mishnah, the kash is not that far off. We said you can't throw something you can't urinate from a shusayachid into a shusarabim. Why? Because you're you're effectively throwing the urine from or the spit, whatever, from Rishusayachid Rishusarabim. What happens if you're in Rishusayachid, but the uh, the extent of the penis goes into Rishusarabim? In other words, so where the urine is emanating from inside his body, from the bladder or whatever, but when it actually leaves his body. The opening of the orifice of his of his penis is actually in Rishus Harabim. so you can't urinate from Rishus Yachid into Rishus Harabim. What happens is he's standing in Rishus Yachid, but the penis extends into Rishus Harabim. Who Rishus Yachid who pi ama the opening the or, the orifice of his of his penis is in Rishus Harabim. Basar Akiyus, do you look at the place where the urine is emanating from inside his body? Oh, Basar Yitziasli, in order you say well. When it actually leaves his body, it's already in Rishus Rabin. So if you're standing right on the border of Rishus Yachid Rishus Rabin, and your aver extends into Rishus Rabin, so you're not going from Rishus Yachid Rishus Rabin, you're going Rishus Rabin Rishus Rabin. Take that question. That question is so complicated that it deserves to be to be stanted. There's no answer. We don't have a real answer to that. It's an interesting question, right? If you, in other words, it seems like a strange question, but if you see the Mishnah, you can't urinate from Shusha Yachid and Shusha Rabbim, so you can go into that detail and say, well, what happens if he's partially in the Shusha Rabbim already? He also shouldn't spit. Rabbi Yudah says, even if the spit is in your mouth, you shouldn't walk with it because it's like carrying even though it's not turned around in your mouth, it's like he didn't swirl it in his mouth. Uh, is that really the case? Or Yudah says, if you've got spit in your mouth, once it's spit already, in other words, you know, you, you, you generate spit in your mouth when you want to spit out, right? Normally, you, when you want to spit out, you generate it. So he says, once it's generated, you're carrying. Even though he, hasn't, he didn't really twirl it in his mouth, let's say he was eating a uh, fig cake that's made out of truma. It's true, it's truma fig cake. It's a Cohen eating it. And his hands are soiled, meaning he's got hands which are tummy. And he put his hand into his mouth, to take out a pit or something from the uh, dates or figs, whatever. Um, and um, and he, he to, to, to remove a pit. Rameir says, Rameir says that the figs have just become tummy. And you can't eat them. He just has to spit them out, presumably, whatever. They're, they're tummy. Why are they tummy? Because the spit in his mouth is like a liquid which is machshurit lekabeltuma. And when his hands are tummy, and stam hands are stam yadayim or tummy, stam hands and stam stam is if he hadn't washed them, stam hands stam yadayim are uh, are are uh, sheni lekabeltuma. So he's matami the food over here. This is truma, so it could become tummy in the third degree. So Rameir says it's tummy. Rabbi Yossi says no. 
that the liquid in your mouth, the spit, is not, as long as it's in your mouth, it's not a mashke. So it's not machsher, the food in your mouth, makabal tumma, was where Meir says it is. Rabbi Yudha says, it depends. Hefechba, if he turned it over in his mouth, in other words, he swirled it around in his mouth, then it's considered a liquid, it's ready to, to emanate from his body, it would be carrying in our Mishnah, it's a separate part, it's not part of his body more. And then it's like a liquid, it's makatami, it's machsha the food to be makabaltuma. Loefba, if he didn't twirl it around in his mouth, then it's part of his body. It's not a liquid, it's not makabal, it's not machsha the food to makabaltuma. So you see over here in this mission, Rabbi Yehuda requires swirling it around in his mouth for it to be considered separate from his body. Turn the sheets around. So some Rishonim learned that Mechav Sashit means, okay, it wasn't Rabbi Yehud who said, Hifach Batameh, Lofach Batameh, it was Rameir, let's assume it's Rameir. But Rashi was Mechav Sashit, that Rabbi Yehud changed his mind. Originally he said that if you know, any spit in your mouth is like carrying, then he said, no, it depends if you swirled it or not. So he changed his mind. Don't change the sheet. We're not talking about spit. Uh, in our mission, we're speaking about phlegm, which comes out, so to speak, involuntarily. Just, you know, it comes out of his body, Rashi says, it comes out of his lungs, whatever. came out of his, of his body involuntarily. So then it's considered separate from the body. He didn't, he doesn't, you don't have to swirl it. It's already, it's already separate from the body. If it's his phlegm and it became detached, meaning it, 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 this is a little bit, the gear is a little bit strange because that doesn't seem to be a kasha. That's his phlegm. His phlegm is detached. My love, rok v'niklish. So some have the gear, sakicho v'rok. So doesn't it mean that both, whether the spit or the phlegm became detached without swirling it? My love, rok v'niklish. is a low, kicho v'niklish. Only kicho. I have a tiny, we have our favorite b'risa, which says, Rabbi Yudha Omer, Rabbi Yudha Omer, kicho v'chein roko sheniklish, right? Or kicho v'chein roko sheniklish. Meaning both of them that became dash, even if it didn't swirl around, lo just like our Mishnah reads that if you have spit or phlegm in your mouth, even though you didn't uh, turn it around in your mouth, you shouldn't walk with that. It's already considered detached. And in the case of the truma, it would be considered a liquid that could be machsher the food in his mouth, makabotuma. So you see over here that you can't give this answer and say that uh, the Mishnah is only speaking about phlegm and not spit, because here it's mashba, that it's both. The best angels like we gave before, and say that Rabbi Yudha had changed his mind. In either case, though, if he's got spit in his mouth, if you've got spit in your mouth, ready to spit it out, you know, that's swirled, it's twirled in your mouth, turned over in your mouth, so you have to, uh, I see, uh, so, so in, in that case, you have to um, make sure you don't walk Dalit Amos with it. And if you spit it out, don't spit it out from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah or vice versa. Amr Rosh Lakesh. Kiach Bifneir, if a person spit out phlegm in front of his master, in front of his Rebbe, Chayyab Misa, Shnemar, Kol Masanai Evumavas, all those who hate me love death. Al-Turkel Masani, don't say, don't read the word as Masani, those who hate me, Ella Lamasniai, those who cause me to be hated. This goes with the idea that a Tamar Chochem, a, or, uh, you know, a, a, um, a scholar uh, of any sort, a Torah scholar who um, who causes a chil uh, Hashem, who acts in a disgusting way, that causes uh, Jews to be hated. So that's the idea here. Those who cause them to be hated love death. They deserve, they're deserving of death. Of course, this doesn't mean that Bezin punishes them. It means they deserve death. Uh, but it's not his fault. I mean, sometimes the phlegm just comes up if he's not feeling well, he has a cold or whatever. 
The answer is, we're talking about if he had phlegm in his mouth and he spit it out, he spit it right out in front of his Rebbe, meaning what you should do is, you know, you turn around, spit it somewhere else, or spit it into a cloth, into a handkerchief, or something like that, so you should deal with it properly, not just spit it out. It's, uh, it seems like strange to us, but until modern times, there were spittoons in most public places like shuls, and it was a pretty disgusting thing if you've ever seen one of those. I guess you have to be over a certain age to remember what a spittoon was. So, uh, but, but uh, they weren't pleasant, you know, before people had uh, Kleenex and handkerchiefs and hang things like that, and uh, it wasn't considered pleasant. So here he's telling you, you know, as the Gemara predated these, uh, uh, these concerns about hyg- uh, you know, hygiene and said that, you know, be very careful, don't just spit it out in front of your Rebbe, that's not proper. A person also should not stand in Rishus HaYochet and drink in Rishus HaRabim, meaning his, his, his mouth is in Rishus HaRabim. Now, so he's, not sta- he's not drinking from, he doesn't have a straw that's going from Rishus HaRabim to Rishus HaYochet. He just thinks he shouldn't even stand in Rishus HaYochet and drink when his mouth is in Rishus HaRabim. Now, what's wrong with that? That Mishnah Lachora is not like the previous Mishnah. The Mishnah said before, you could move, you could stand in Rishus HaYochet and move things around in Rishus HaRabim or vice versa. You could do that. We're not concerned like we said that Rameyer, Rameyer Shita, we're going to talk about the key a day or two, that there he was Machmer. And we said yesterday, in the, right after we learned the Mishnah, that uh, you shouldn't do that. And he said, oh, that's Rameyer Shita. But Rabbanan say you're allowed to. So here also you should be allowed to. It sounds like the Chachamim Shita, who said you're allowed to stand in Rosh Yochan and move things in Rosh Hashanah or vice versa, is not like the Chorazan, like this Mishnah. This Mishnah says, until, unless you stuck most of your body into the other place. In other words, just to stand there, you shouldn't do it. Unless, if you stuck most of your body, your head and most of your body into the, into the place that you drink from, then it's okay. But otherwise, you can't. The same thing with the wine press. We'll talk about the significance of those words, in a minute. The first thing Mara says, Reisha Rabbanim Sefer Meir, in the previous Mishnah we learned that you could stand in one Rishus and uh, move things in another Rishus as long as you don't move it Dalat Amas or whatever in Rishus Arabim, right? Here we're saying you shouldn't stand in Rishus Yochit and drink Rishus Arabim. Why? If, if your mouth is in Rishus Arabim, what's the problem? It says, Even the Rabbanon agree in this case, because this is what we're talking about water, or according to some Mephoshim, it's water in a special kind of a goblet, or it's something that you need, there's a better chance that when you drink, when you stand in Rosh Yochid and drink Rosh Yochid, you might pull the cup or the goblet with you into Rosh Yochid. That's the concern. So over there, before we're talking about where you were in Rosh Yochid, you were arranging things in Rosh Yochid. You didn't need to bring it into Rosh Yochid. There you're allowed to. But when you talk about drinking, you might say, if somebody says, here, take a cup of water, you're standing in Rosh Yochid, and somebody says, here, lean over into Rishus Rabbim and take this glass of water. You might take the glass with you into Rishus Yochid, and therefore it's more likely, so you shouldn't do that. Iboilu, karmless mai. What happens here? We're talking about going from Rishus Yochid to Rishus Rabbim, vice versa. What about from a karmless? Amrabai hihi, it's the same thing. Whether Even if you stand in can you stand in a karmless and drink in Rishus Yochid or in Rishus Rabbim? Because all those things are awesome in Rabbanan. You can't carry from a karmless into Rishus Yochid, from Rishus Yochid into karmless, karmless Rishus Rabbim, Rishus Rabbim, karmless. Certainly you can't throw those things in Rabbanan. So Abayi says it's the same thing. Amarabah, no. He goof Xera. Karmless is entirely Xera anyway. Why can't you carry from a, 
uh, from a Carmelis into Rishus Yochad. Xer, you shouldn't come to carry from Rishus Ram, Rishus Yochad. We're going to make another Xer, Xer. In other words, there's really no problem for Rishus Yochad drinking something in, in a Carmelis. The whole concept of the Kamas is only a draw body. You shouldn't come to carry from Rishus Rab into a Kamas. And now we're going to make another Xera and say you shouldn't stand in a Carmelis and drink Rishus Yochid. It's a Xera Xera. That's how Rubba looks at it. But Abaya says, no, it's the same. It's one long Xera. Amr Abaya, how do I know that, that you can't even do it in a Carmelis? Because the safe of the Mishnah says, Vachim Begat, and also in a, in, a, in a wine press. Why would you tell me about a wine press? We're talking about. You, you shouldn't stand with Shusha and drink with Shusha or vice versa, because you might come to draw the item, the cup or whatever, the water into the area that you're standing, and then you're carrying from Shusha or What about if you're standing on the Carmelis? So he says also, because that's why he mentions God. Why else would you mention it? it says Rashi, the top line on the Rashi and Ahmed Bey's, the high God Mahi, either Shusha Yochid, Mr. Shusha Yochid, the Kamar, the Loyam, Shusha Rab, Yoshid, Savar, Begat. Already says Lareshas, don't stand with Shus Rabin and drink something with Shus Yochid. Allah begat comes up to speak on a God as a Carmelist. Like if it's not ten Tvachim high, so it's only a Carmelist, it's not a Rishus Yochid. So therefore, from our Mishnah, you see basically Abaya says that I'm right. And you have to say it's one big Zerah. It's all the Zerah of Carmelist. But Rabba says no. Rabba says God was mentioned for a different thing entirely. The truth is that a Carmelist, you could drink from one to another, from Rishus Yochid to a Carmelist, or vice versa. You could, or Rishus Rabin to a Carmelist. There's not a problem with that, uh, uh, because uh, that's... A, so why does Minshu mention Mechem Begat? God is a different issue entirely. God is an issue of Maser. Meaning, when wine is in the wine press, it hasn't yet come out of the wine press, it's not a finished product yet, and you could drink from it. If you just take a sip, you know, to taste it or something, make sure if it's okay, you could take a drink without taking Trumas and Maestras. So here he's talking about, Rabbi says they're speaking of Maestras. In other words, yeah, we are talking about a Rishos Yachad over there. The issue over there is a different issue of not, it's not a question of carrying on Shabbos. The issue over there is, can you drink from it without taking Maestras? What's the issue? Let's say you want to take a, a drink of, uh, you want to test the, the, the wine, you want to see if it's okay or whatever, and you take, and it's in the wine press, the wine press is it, it's in its undiluted form, so you take a little bit of water with it in a cup and you mix it to see if it's okay, whether the water was hot or cold. He says, either way, you're allowed to drink. Upater Tivramer says that as long as you don't remove it from the wine press, from that area, so it's considered shtias arai. It's not considered a regular, it's not kevah like you're really drinking. It's not considered like you're using it for a meal. And you could drink from it without taking from a semester. Blazer Basadik says you're chayev. You're chayev because as soon as you mix it with water, you made it into a chilas kevah. Yeah, when it's in the vat, when it's in the wine press and it's undiluted, yeah, then it's not ready for drinking yet. It's not kevah. But if you mix it with water, you're chayev. The chum say it all depends. Alachamin chayev. If you mix it with hot water, then you're chayev. Why? Because once you've mixed it with hot water, you can't throw it, you can't throw it back into the wine press because that would ruin the that would ruin the wine in there. The hot water could ruin the fermentation or whatever. But if it was cold water, then you're potter because then you might want to just take a sip and throw it back in. because you return the, the balance. So over here, when we say over here in our Mishnah, we're speaking about like according to a mayor says Rashi. Says Rashi before the Mishnah, you shouldn't stand on the ground. That's what he means in our Mishnah. Don't stand by the gat. Our Mishnah said, Rameir said, you're potter, right? That you're allowed to drink from a gat and drink whether it's hot or cold, the potter div Rameir, because that's not considered 
uh, that's not considered uh, drinking. So he says, in other words, you shouldn't stand there and, and drink without, without taking Trumas or Meisers. In other words, if you drink in the Gat, that's okay, right? You're not, you're not chayef to take Trumas or Meisers from there, as, as he said, as, uh, as Rameir said in the Mishnah, as long as you didn't take it outside, it's not, she has kept your pot of Meisers, whether you mix it with cold water, hot water, Rameir says, you're not chayef. But if you're standing in Rosh Hashanah and you are on the ground and you, and you uh, drink from the God, you, you shouldn't do that unless you stuck your, your whole uh, bo- uh, your head and most of your body in there so you won't come to take it out. If you take it out, then you're chayim from Mises, but if you drink inside, you're potter, like he said, shosin al God pein b'chayim mitzvah, potter, Rameir says you're potter from taking from Mises unless you remove it. So here in our mission we're saying, yeah, don't re- make sure you don't remove it. So same thing in a God. You're not chayim to take from Mises if you drink it in the God. So make sure if you're standing on the ground or outside basically next to the Next to the um, uh, to the wine press, and you stick in to take a drink. Make sure you stick your whole body in your your head, most of your body, so you shouldn't be chayiv meiser. So again, Rav is saying that the God is only is nothing to do with Shabbos, only in a meiser. But in a chanami, a Carmelist would have the same malacha as a rishusarabim, and you couldn't drink from rishusiyachid into a Carmelist and vice versa. And presumably the same thing from rishusarabim to a to a um, uh, to a Carmelist. All, all those are isurim drabonim. Now we're going to the illustration book that we've sort of uh, taken a break from. And we're going to go back, not a full break, we had it yesterday also. We're looking at number 346 right now. <clears throat> you have a, take a look at, take a look at, at a close look at 346 and 347. You have here a house that has a gutter. The gutter obviously uh, gathers water that came from the rain off the roof. However, it's the uh, Rashi learns it a little differently than the illustrations show, uh, like a roof that we have today, a slanted roof. Rashi talks about a flat roof with grooves in the roof that makes the water go to the gutter. But in any case, water extends to the gutter to keep the, uh, you know, to, 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 so that the water doesn't just go all over the place and ruin the bricks, etc. So the man is standing in Rosh Hashanah, and he's gathering water that's running off the gutter. Now that's the case. Now he's standing below ten tefachim, as it shows in the uh, in the uh, in the diagram that the pail that he's got was below ten tefachim. But we'll see. That's really lavdafka. It's really for the next case of the case of the tzinner. In three forty seven, you see the same thing. But there, in in three forty six, he's intercepting the water as it comes off the gutter. As it comes off the gutter, he's not. He doesn't put the the pail right next to the gutter. He's not pressing it to the gutter. He's just intercepting as it comes down, and that you're allowed. You're allowed to do, as we'll see. Um, and in the case of 347, where there's a pipe that goes all the way down, a drain pipe all the way down, he's allowed to actually put the pail next to the pipe. And we'll see the difference now. So look at 346 and 347. Says the Mishnah: A person can gather water, can intercept water from the gutter. We'll see, it doesn't have to be. The is really for the safer. This could even be above 10 Fachim. And from the drain pipe in 347, he can gather it either way. Rashi explains that there, I feel uh, uh, number one, is whether, whether he uh, intercepts it or whether he actually presses the, uh, uh, the pail or his mouth, whatever, right next to the Tzinor, he's allowed to. He's allowed to. 
but the truth is that the klita in number 346 could even be if he's above 10 fachim. We'll explain why in the Gemara. So, here means whether he, however he does it, whether he does it by intercepting or by pressing the item, the, the receptacle, whether it's his mouth or a pail right next to the pipe. Why can't he put, the issue here is in 346, why can't he put the pail right next to the gutter? And get it right there. He can he can do it in the in the form in three forty six where it drips down, but he can't do it by by pressing the his mouth or his pail next to the gutter. Why not? That's going to be the issue in the Gemara. It says Kolet and says the Gemara Aval Mitzar flow. He can only intercept it, but he can't press his mouth or the pail right next to the gutter. Lo my time. Rav Nachman Here we're speaking about where the you see in three forty six the gutter is within three tefachim of the roof. Therefore. It's like part of Rishusiyachid. It's on the roof. It's it's basically part of the of the roof, which is a Rishusiyachid. The whole pachas megimla, anything with the three tefachim, samach lagag is gagagdami, as we've learned. Love it, love it up until three tefachim is considered attached, and therefore, since he's in Rishusarabim and he's like taking something from Rishusiyachid into Rishusarabim, that's why in three forty six he shouldn't put the pail right next to the gutter because he's like taking it directly from Rishusiyachid into Rishusarabim. Whereas if he lets it run down. Into the pail, the way it's described, the way it's shown in three forty six, then it's already the water's already in the rishus rabim. So he's only taking it from rishus rabim to rishus rabim. There's no problem. The truth is, even if it was above ten fachim, it would be okay because that would be a makom tour. So he'd also be allowed to do it. But in three forty seven, where the tzina comes all the way down into rishus rabim, so to speak, then then he's allowed to take it directly. He doesn't have to make any uh, games of intercepting it and through the air. He can press the pail right next to the gutter. So again, uh, we see in a brisa also, Omid Adam Right? And this is also, look at 348. You see, 348, he shows there, if, it was, if, he, if he pressed the pail right next to the gutter, uh, then it would look like he's taking it from Rosh into Rosh So that's it's not direct, technically if he's if he's below ten fachim, then he's then he then he would be then it would be a problem of of um, of Rosh of Rosh of In the picture in three forty eight, technically, if the pail is above ten fachim, it's not really in Rosh But then he'd be taking it from Rosh the the gutter. To the pail, which is like in a makom tour, then into Rosh Hashanah, he shouldn't be doing that either. So that's that's uh, three forty-eight. Now the Gemara says Tanya Rami Hachi Omer Adam Rosh Hashanah might be a Yerul Lemalam Me'asarat Fachim. A person gets taken in Rosh Hashanah. What do we mean by that? So Rashi helps us out. Rashi says you're talking about in one Rosh Hashanah to another Rosh Hashanah. There's a separation. There's a fence. There's two Rosh Hashanah. So he says over here Omer Adam Rosh Hashanah might be a Yerul Lemalam Me'asarat Fachim. Pick his hands up above ten Fachim. So now. Uh, uh, above within three tefachim of the next gag, the kole. Again, he can intercept the water, meaning he shouldn't go from one Rishasiyachet to another Rishasiyachet, like in 348 or any of those pictures where there's another Rishasiyachet next to it. He can pick us up and he could, he, could, he could accept the water there because then it's no longer in the other guy's Rishasiyachet. But he shouldn't press the pail or his mouth or the cup or whatever he has there next to it because then he's going from Rishasiyachet to Rishasiyachet, which is also an Isidrab on him. Another it just says it's the same Bryce, it's Bryce is saying the same thing, but here he's saying it reverse. The first Bryce says you're allowed to do it as long as you intercept it and you don't 
press the uh, pail next to the next to the gutter. But uh, the, this Bryce says you shouldn't stand in one Rishasiach and pick your hands up. And you shouldn't press. So it's just, it's the same idea. You could accept it because once you, you're getting it in its dripping form as it drips down, it's no longer in that Rishasiach. From the Tzinor, not Naim, Mikomokim Shosa. Rashi goes into Yerichas, what's Mikomokim over here? Rashi seems to say that Mikomokim, however you do it, whether you do it by Kalita or you do it by pressing. If the pipe, like in 347, was an area, did have an area of four by four tfachim, then it's also meshikamotzim shus l'shus, because then a makum dalet al dalet, even less than ten tfachim, is still a a, um, a karmelis. So again, if, if the pipe is small, then it's bottled to whatever it is. If it's either in Rishos Arabim or it's a Makam Tur, uh, but it seems to be in like in 347, so Rishos Arabim. But if it was Dal Al Dal, then it's, a, then it's own Carmelis, and then it would be also to take from Carmelis into Rishos Arabim. Says the next Mishnah, we're looking now at 349. 349. You have a born Rishos Arabim. And right next to Rishos Rabbim is a house with, with uh, windows, and that's Rishos Now the bore is really Rishos too. There is no, if you have a window opening there between one Rishos and Rishos it's like one big Rishos So technically, he says, and the embankment around it is ten fachim. We'll see why we talk about an embankment, but basically you have a bore. The window next to b'shambas. You can draw water into the house, into the into the window, from the bore in Rishos Arab. And we'll see, why does it have to v'choy? Why can't it just be a bore in Rishos Arab? We'll see, we'll talk about that. So v'choy yasu And similarly, an ashba, if you had a dung keep outside the house, Rishos Arab, it's ten fachamai, that's already Rishos Yochid. So chalon shalgabav, and you want to throw out your refuse from your house onto there, you could show from the tochamai in Bishabbos, you can pour stuff out, Why? Because it's it's one, it's one big it's Rishosiyachet with nothing in between. If there's nothing in between, if there's a fence in between, okay, so you can't throw things from one Rishosiyachet to another Rishosiyachet. But if there's nothing in between, you have an open window here between the two. It's like two different rooms in a house. You're allowed to do that. Basically, we're saying whether you're looking at three forty nine drawing water from Rishosiyachet to Rishosiyachet or or throwing stuff out from Rosh Hashanah, you're allowed to do that. That's what the Mishnah says in its simplicity. Mayaskin, but what are we talking about? Ilema basmucha. If you're talking about a bore, like in 349, which is right next to the window, so lamali chuli, what do we need this embankment around there? You show the embankment. Even if you have, if you if you had a pit that was 10 tfachim, what does it mean by a pit? A pit of water. For it to be Rosh Hashanah, it's got to be 10 tfachim deep. Okay, so what did you need the embankment around? Even if it's in the street and it's ten fachim deep, it's still Rishos Yachid. So <clears throat> he says, if we're speaking about where the bore is right next to the wall, within four tfachim, so what do you need an embankment around it? The bore group, bore itself is Rishos Yachid, if it's ten fachim deep, and there's no Rishos in between them. So why can't you draw water from one into the other? You have a Rishos next to Rosh Ah, you say, well, it's in the street. Well, Rishos Yochid goes all the way up to the sky, as we've learned many times, so it's one Rishos Yochid anyway. What's your problem? What do I need? A, a embankment of ten. So Rafuna, the first answer is, It's separated from the wall. It's distanced from the wall for Tfachim. And therefore, 
So therefore, the only reason you can draw water from there is because there's an embankment of ten Fachman. If there's no embankment around, otherwise you go. In other words, if the if the pit is four Tfachm away from the from the wall, right from the wall, so that means that you have a Rishusarabim between the pit and and your and your house. So then you'd be drawing water from a pit, which is Rosh Hashanah, into your Rosh Hashanah via, via uh, a Rosh Hashanah. So you're going through Rosh Hashanah. You can't do that. Again, So why does the Chul Yasara help? We'll see. So why does the pit help? So Rashi explains, right? So, so, so the point over here is here he really explains it. The Rashi is not as clear, and Kahati explains it. The reason in the, the reason why it works then is because even though when you draw the water, and and in three forty nine we're saying now that the pit is four tefachim away from the wall, but what's the difference? The difference is is that when you draw the water up, you have the whole embankment around the pit of ten tefachim, so that when the water comes out and goes through the rishusarabim, it's really in a makom tour because it's above ten tefachim. You see, if you didn't have the pit around there, let's picture that the pit's in the street and it's four tefachim away from the wall. So when you draw water from the pit into your house, right, you want to give them both a, a category of Rishosiyachet to Rishosiyachet, right? And say, well, it's one Rishosiyachet. Yeah, but there's a Rishosiyachet in between. You can't carry from Rishosiyachet to Rishosiyachet via Rishosiyachet. That's an Issa Daraisa. Even if you forget about that, that's Mamash and Issa Daraisa. It's not, forget, not even a Drabon, it's a Daraisa. But if the, the pit in the street has an embankment of ten fachim high, so when you draw the water out of the pit, you're above ten fachim, then it's a makum tour. That's a makum tour. And then you're allowed, that's what he says. And that's why you're allowed to do it. That's why you're allowed to do it. Now, would they allow this only in case of water? Like we said, they were more makeable water because the fact is, you shouldn't be drawing stuff Right, via you shouldn't use a makom tour as a place to normally carry from rishusarabim to rishusarabim, rishusarabim, vice versa. But maybe here rishusayachet to rishusayachet with a makom tour in between is okay, even lachatchilo. No, the truth is that is as in three forty nine, the picture is is correct that the wall is next uh, is the the uh, the embankment is right next to the wall. So what do you need an embankment for? Just have a pit in the street itself. So he's just telling you another chiddush. Kamashmon the bar b'chiyosim it's tar from lasar. The chiddush is is telling you that let's say you have a bore which is five tefachim deep, and the embankment is another five tefachim. So altogether, you 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 add the embankment, the sand, the uh, the dirt outside to the uh, to the depth of the pit, and you have a depth of ten tefachim. That's good enough. He's just telling you that agav urcha. The truth is, it could have been a pit ten tefachim deep too. He's just telling you that an embankment around the pit also is included in the height of the pit to to make a total of ten tefachim. So we said also, if you have a if you have a dung heap in the Rishusarabim and it's ten fachamai, so you could throw stuff from your house onto the dung heap. Aren't you concerned that maybe the dung heap will be uh, reduced in size? You know, people come, they take away the garbage. So isn't it maybe it'll be less than ten fachim, and then if it's less than ten fachim, you're throwing stuff from Rishusyachin into Rishusarabim. We're looking now at 350. If you choose and you want to go back, you can go back. We say the exact same picture, picture number 45. <laughs> picture number 45 on page 15 in your books. All the way back there, it's the exact same picture. Right? Same picture, it's the same case we're dealing with. 
There was a story with Rav Marada. Rav Ram said there was a story with a Mabui that one side ended, one side knows, look at this Mabui, look at 350 very carefully so you'll understand the, the situation. You had a Mabui with houses and the Chatzers there, Chatzers leading out to Chatzers, and from the Chatzers you go on to the Mabui. But the Mabui normally is three-sided, and one side is open to Rosh Hashanah, you see the Lechi there, and the, and the, and the Mabui, the, the, the post there. So, fine, there's your Lechi. The problem here is that two sides of the Mabui weren't regular walls. One side was a dung heap, and one side was an ocean, or a sea. And the reason why they both function as walls, well, the side that had the dung heap was Tent Fachmai, the side that had the water, the sea, was also had an embankment there of tenth fachim high. So you had basically three walls. So it was a good mavui. Well, this question came up before the rabbis. My mavui echad echad kali on one side. Now there's one of the, one side of the not not the side that had the houses. That was the deep end, the closed end, the cul-de-sac end. But rather the side. One side ended in an, in a sea. If it's Sidu Echad Kalabad, one was on a garbage heap, but my slip neighbor, Rabbi, and came for Rabbi, below Omer, below Israel, Hatzer. He didn't paskin. He didn't paskin that it's mutter to carry there, and didn't paskin Hatzer. Hatzer, lo Omer, the Chashin Shemitanat Lashbra. He's afraid. He didn't want to give a Hatzer because he's afraid maybe the garbage heap will be removed. And as if you're mutter to carry there, you're mutter to carry, and then people will always carry there. And one day the garbage heap will be reduced to a level below ten fachim, and people will still carry there, even though it's now open. It's not, you couldn't carry there. Or Viala Yam Sertan, or the uh, ocean, we're not looking now at 351. The, apparently the Ashbe hasn't changed, but we're talking about the Sirton. In other words, the, the ocean can dry up, not just dry up at its low level, but sometimes sand will be added. You know, sand will just build up. And the ocean, the, the ten, you see the difference between 350 and 351? The difference is, is that in 350, you have an embankment leading down to the water of Tent Fachim, but in 351, the embankment has disappeared because the sand and the mud there has, has gathered up, and now it's just flat. There's, it's, it's, a, it's level with, this, with the ground in the Mavui. So he's afraid that maybe you know, the wall will effectively disappear, either on the, on the garbage side or on the, uh, or on the seaside, uh, the, the the wall will disappear and then people will still carry. So he didn't want to give a heter. So heter lo amr the chashin shemitinat Either the garbage dump will be reduced or removed, or the, or the embankment uh, of the water will disappear. Right? Isra also lo amr mechitzas. He didn't want to say it's also to carry right now because technically in three fifty you do have walls and you can carry right now. But what do you see here? That you're concerned that maybe the garbage heap will be reduced or removed. So why aren't you concerned here too? In, in our Mishnah, when you say you can take stuff out of your house and throw it onto a garbage heap if it's ten fachamai, says lo kasha hadi yochad hadi rabim. In three fifty and three fifty, when he was speaking about where the garbage heap belonged to an individual, so an individual might remove it one day. He'll collect the he'll throw the garbage out, get the you know uh, throw it for uh, recycling and make some money or whatever. But hadi rabim, if the garbage heap belong, our Mishnah speaking about where it belonged to a tzibur then it's not going to be removed because it belongs to the tzibur. Nobody can just re- remove it. It'll be, it's like a permanent garbage heap. Uh, the Rav Masnis and Bashar Rav Rashi tells you that you shouldn't think it's reversed. You know, you think that if the, the, people, the public might send it for a cycle and it will not. Oh, it's an emission. The emission which says you're allowed to, it's speaking about that of a, of a tzibur. We turn now, turn now the page in the picture books to number 352. Elon, uh, uh, pardon me. Yeah. That only... It only takes care of the side of the ashba. Right. But what about the side of the gum? 
That's right, the side of the Yam. That's why Rebbe didn't want to paskin. He didn't want to say it's Mutter because right now it's in 350. He didn't want to say it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's Usser because he was afraid the 351 might happen to it. Or he was afraid that the garbage people would be removed. So you see from, from, from that case that he was afraid that the garbage people would be removed, that a garbage heap could be reduced or removed. The answer is he's speaking about where the garbage heap belonged to an individual. That might be reduced or removed. Armish is speaking about a garbage heap that belongs to the Tzibor, and that will, never, that will not be removed or reduced. Elon Let's say he had a tree which uh, overshadowed the ground. Now you're in a public street. You see 352, it's in a public street, but the tree overshadowed the ground. In other words, you had branches which are probably higher than 10 Tfachim, but they, 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 uh, as they overshadowed and as, as the branches branch out, they hung down low, right? If the branches don't reach with it, are, are, they're not higher than three tfachim. In other words, in 352, the branches, the outlying branches that overshadow the ground, they come down within three tfachim from the ground. So it's like they're on the ground. So basically, it's a mechitza. So underneath the tree, you can carry it. It's a rishosayachet. It's basically rishosayachet because you've, the, the tree, uh, overhanging tree, the branches have, have, have built a fence around that area in rishosayachet. Uh, you can carry. Okay, that's one case. Shirash of Goamaret. Let's say, let's say uh, we're looking at 353, but it's not really, we're not really dealing with 353. Just to give you some idea, sometimes you have a tree whose roots come out of the ground. Like, you know, you, they're exposed. So if they're, if they're out of the, if they come out of the ground, three tfachim, lo then they're like an old, their own tree. If they, if the roots come out of the ground, three tfachim, they're like a tree in two of themselves, like in 353. You see the, the roots coming out of the ground. And if they're a tree, you shouldn't sit on them. You're not allowed to sit on a tree on Shabbos because you might come to break off a branch. So it's interesting. In the first part of the mission is telling you, if you've got this tree, of course, you can't climb the tree. You can't sit on the tree. But the tree forms effectively Rishos Yachet. says the Gemara, Amra Funa Let's say there was a gigantic area, 5,000 square amos, right? You can't carry there more than Dalit Amos because then it's simply like a Karfaf, which is more than Fort Vachem. It's like a Carmelist can't carry more than Fort Vachem. My time, Mishum Davi Even though Rashi says, my, even though my time is even though you made it for a dira, even if you're planning, you planted it for that reason. It has anything that you, if you build a, a, an enclosure, even if it's gigantic, you know, a hundred thousand square amas, whatever, if you make it for living, you're allowed to carry in there. It's only a base assignment if it wasn't made for living. So why shouldn't you be able to carry here if you use it? The answer is, is Mishum at place like that, nobody's really living under the tree. The only reason you would use it to take, uh, you know, to take um, uh, refuge or, or to, you know, to take, uh, you want to stay under there to take, you know, to be protected from the sun or from the elements, whatever, because it's a dear touch Who would use that? A person out in the field who's u- really using it for outside, for checking on the fields. The whole dear touch it's not made for living underneath the tree. It's made for living for, for, for usage outside, outside in the air, the airspace outside. Rashi says, Ain Ladur Batamid, El Listofik Bashomer Asada, the people who feel, who watch the fields, they will take refuge under, under the tree to protect themselves from the sun, take protection under the sun. So this is a In other words, that's not really a dira. If you make it for dira for living purposes, then it's different. But over here, it's not really made for dira, it's made for Outside, you're not living. You're not made for living under the tree. It's made for uh, really for who would use it? Somebody who needs to be there to check on the area outside, 
not not inside under the tree, but outside the tree. And an area like that, the only thing the time you can carry is if it's up to two saw, up to five thousand square amas. If it's then, then you can carry underneath the tree. That's what the Mishnah means. If it's larger than that, then you can only go dalin amas because it's like a, it's like a caramelist, and you can only, like a caramelist, like in Rosh Hashanah, you can only carry you can only carry dalin amas and no more. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Have a good day, everybody. Take care. Thanks a lot. Kol tov. Kol tov.